0: Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity with a dash of garden chatting about current interests and life in my northern town. You can find show notes at mycreativecorner3.com. You can also find all of my social media, how to purchase a virtual cup of coffee, and all events on the website. Please feel free to stop by and leave a comment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone. It's August 12th. And I have to say Things around here are really starting to change. It has been cool and it has been chilly at night, especially. Now, during the day by the afternoon, it might be in the 70s or high 70s. But like right now, it's only 62 degrees. It's been that way for a couple days, dropping down into the 40s at night. And the leaves are showing some autumnal color. But I digress. So with the cooler weather has brought on the big bloom, the last hurrah of the garden. The end of the summer, flowers are blooming. I have my phloxes going, the tall faux sunflowers that look kind of like little dahlias. They're probably five foot tall or more. The yucca did bloom, a big spiky bloom. All of my um, very tall, um, I think they're called Asiatic lilies, have bloomed and the fall autumn joy sedum is starting to look like it's going to get ready to bloom. The birds are stopping by quite a bit. I see end of the summer birds. I've seen a few hummingbirds like they're fueling up on their way to travel and Unfortunately, um, the signs are here that there's only a few more weeks of summer left. School starts after Labor Day, about the 7th or so of September, and here we are. It is the 12th of August, which means we are approaching the halfway mark. I want to say that my summer theme has been going very well. Remember the three things, music, meditation, and making? Yes, I've really incorporated that a lot in my everyday practice instead of it being a summer theme. So it's got me thinking about some other things that are going to want to start looking at doing a little bit at a time. And we'll talk about that as we look forward to autumn. So my Creative Corner 3 is a podcast about quilting, crafting, making, creativity. So I kind of break it up, if you're new here, to a couple different sections. The quilting section, the needlework section, the, the um, floss section. Tube section, and then the Our Creative Souls section. And that is usually things that I'm doing with family members. For a long time, my sister and I were doing things together, but she got a different job and has been very, very busy, and we haven't been doing co-creating things as much in the last year. But I've been doing some Our Creative Souls things kind of informally with my daughter, We both discovered a wonderful Instagram page. Then we started following on TikTok. Now, the thing I don't like about TikTok is you start following people. You see them a lot. You get hooked. And then the next thing you know, a month has gone by and you haven't seen any of their content. And that's really frustrating because I'm like, what was that person's name? What did they do? do most of the time. I got hooked on one thing, but was that a one-off? So I follow Andrea Nelson Art. And she has a website. She has a beautiful Instagram page. And we both, my daughter and I, love her exercises in watercolor paints. Because we both decided, unbeknownst to each other, that we've been playing around with watercolors and her page inspired us to keep going so the first um, things that we tried to do is taking a painter's tape and using the inside for circles and it's a pen and you draw the circles you round off all the harsh corners and then you use watercolors and she shows you some things in her reels. They're quick. Now if you want to learn more, you, you could take a class. But what's super exciting is she puts out many days a week exercises like making multiple multicolored animals, how to make patterns that are super cool, how to do um modern looking types of watercolor with paint and dropping a marble and on a string. That was pretty. My daughter did that with her kids. It was wonderful. A sunset with the pretty waves and the sun rays. A jellyfish. All this stuff is so good I could go on all day. Why I like Andrea Nelson so much is that she in her earlier career was a special ed teacher. So she looks at teaching things through the lens of children maybe special needs children but also how to make it a little more sophisticated for adult palettes with the same concept of teaching children these are projects you could do yourself for just your own fun and edification or you could do it with your children or grandchildren so i love her page she has super inspired me and the other part of it is you can take what you learn in these watercolor lessons and apply it to quilting like color theory color combos how do colors behave how do you mix colors the one i did this week was you make circles and ovals and then you turn them into bugs with the ink pen After it's dried. But what was fun was trying to get multiple colors because you know, most bugs are not just one color, many are lots of them, and they were all neon colored on my little um, page. And it was super fun. Now, what am I going to do with all of these pages? Well, let me tell you, I have a plan because it started with fodder school last month, taking the 10-day lessons. But I have found that lots of people on YouTube teach lessons on how to make art journals, mixed media art journals. Or if you're more into junk journals, which is more of a modern day version of scrapbooking, that's a great Look too, and some people go with that vintage, vintage Victorian flair. My um, friend Kat does the vintage journal on Instagram and TikTok. That's how she does her art journals but i like the idea of paints and tearing papers and the messy mixed media journal i have fallen down the rabbit hole people super super bad you can make modern day paper dolls with mixed media and making them look real modern you can dirty it up with new products that are more available and less costly than they used to be um, I can't wait. They are rebuilding our Hobby Lobby and you can buy all of those things like distress, distress oxide inks and stamp inks and things that you can use in a more modern vibe. So I'm pretty excited about it. I'm sure you can tell I, I, I haven't been this excited about making something in a very long time. If you remember a couple years ago, I started doing more of a junk journal style art journal. And I do have several spiral bomb books. And oh my goodness, I even looked into bookbinding. You can make your own journals for pennies on the dollar. I think I'm going to try a few, but hey. You can do whatever you like. That's the beauty of it. So in the our creative soul section, I have done the watercolors. I have played around with acrylic paints. Believe me, I have a, some from when I took the paint and sip online during the lockdown and I'm not wasting any of these. The other thing you can do is upcycle lots of old paper that's in good shape, like brown paper bags and tissue paper, newsprint. The other thing is I saw a lot of people who use composition notebooks for their art journal. Well, 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 school supplies are in the store and they are very inexpensive. I think i are going to get me a composition notebook and I might even sew a lovely fabric cover for it because, you know, you can combine everything into a mixed media journal. <laughs> so I am very excited about that. The other thing my daughter had was a laminator. And I fell in love with it because there's so many things that you could use for paper crafting. And so I got a $20 one off Amazon. I went to Walmart because they had laminating sheets. And I only wanted 10 or 15 because they come in different things thicknesses and I just wanted to play around, right? I don't need a hundred sheets. What if I hated that thickness? So I went down a rabbit hole one day when I was home sick from work with a UTI. Oh yes, yes, the old bladder infection. And I figured out how to make pockets out of just cardstock, which I have a whole bunch And you can make fancy pockets and simple pockets. So I started with a simple pocket. And I just put two pieces of cardstock inside the two two sheets of laminating pouch, it's called. And you run it through the laminator and I chop the top off. And that makes a great storage pocket for all of the watercolor fussy cuts that I made last podcast while I was doing the fodder challenge, the free classes, not the fodder school paid lessons, but I did the down and uh, the quick lessons. But I made lots of fodder for these mixed media journals and I needed a place to store them so they would stay protected and not get all wrinkled up. The next one is a more complicated type of a pocket. This one, you put your one piece works best of pretty thick cardstock. I tried two pieces and I think it's too thick. I had to run it through the laminator a couple times. I even looked and I found I had some vinyl um, labels already cut and I put that on a blue piece of cardstock and then I ran the cardstock. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh my gosh, I have to think. Anyway, you have to cut your laminating pouch. You use one laminating pouch, just like you would as it's set up in the little two sheets to run through with paper in it. The second one you cut smaller for where you want your pouch and you put them the wrong sides together so they don't laminate together, but they laminate to the pieces around it in a sandwich and you put those that what your pocket is those two sheets that are the wrong sides together well it's the outsides put together you got to watch the video and then you run it through and then you take an exacto knife about halfway through your laminated card is where the ridge is for the pocket you cut the pocket open because remember the pocket was laminated inside and now I have like a gift card holder or a little card holder or the other things I put inside I made it big enough to put Zentangle tiles in it. Now you can use a sharpie and write over top of that label that I put in on the inside that's laminated in there and then you can take alcohol pad and clean it off and change what's in your pocket. That was probably not the best description of it, but I had fun watching all kinds of videos and learning about all of the things you can do making craft items and paper crafting with laminators. School teachers have known this for years, but I'm slow to the game. And now that laminators are so cheap, right? The other thing I want to use it for is to make more of the bookmarks with the foil and you run the foil through the laminator. It's a foil transfer sheet over top of a laser printed item. And then you have this beautiful gold foil or whatever color that you can use to laminate the whole project afterwards to protect it. And I thought that paper doll idea would be lovely. The other thing I saw online that you can purchase on Etsy shops is your own like uh, positive affirmations in typeset, we can download that and print it off in any color on any paper, or you could foil it with a laser printer. I happen to know where I could use one to do this sparingly. Um, It would be lots and lots of ideas that you could use for making your art journals or junk journals. I will probably share that on the Our Creative Souls um, Instagram page if you're interested in seeing any of that. I also put it in my stories of my Instagram. And I also am doing blog posts for both ourcreativesouls.wordpress.com and my Creative Corner 3. So that's what I have been doing in the crafting and making world outside of um, fabric and needlework so what did i do this week in the cross stitch section remember i'm working on a temperature cross stitch and i thought you know i've been calling it this temperature cross stitch for eight months now and i think the temperature triangles is a better term that hit me today Yeah, well, you're sitting and drinking your coffee and slowly waking up. I'm like, I should call it temperature triangles. Why have I not thought of this before? And I am within the last week caught up and I'm getting lots of different colors. I'm having a lot of fun. If you remember, the other temperature quilt project I made was English paper piecing. And I stopped in August because there wasn't a big variety of colors. Well, I picked better colors for corresponding temperatures i think and um, i was inspired by the fat quarter shop has a temperature cross stitch that you could follow along but it was little plus signs in a heart shape kind of not my thing but i saw this on pinterest and i didn't need the pattern to figure out how to make a half square triangle it is a 365 squares No, because at the bottom, the final four days are the year cross-stitched in the bottom. So it's this square made of half-square triangles with all of the days in different colors, the high temperature. And I'm using the same website every day when I write it down in my calendar and then cross it off. Lots of fun. I pre-picked the colors. I bought um, a floss pack from from Fat Quarter Shop that was a valentine Hearts. so it's a lot of bright colors and kind of I'm loving it and they're doing a different pattern next year um, I'm not so sure I'll do another temperature cross stitch but I do like doing the temperature project. I'm such a weather nerd. I look up the high temperatures every day. I watch Ryan Hall, y'all, for all of the weather nerd information and predictions and storms. That's me. I love the weather. I think if I um, didn't go into nursing and I had lived near a four-year college long enough, I probably would have considered meteorology. I, I do like that Biological Sciences. And I got the Socialites 2 quilt that I did with Fat Quarter Shop. Um, That sew-along finished up a few months ago. I agonized over the setting for another couple months, I think. I finally put it in a really big spool because I saw that as an inspirational layout on the Socialites Lounge up Private Facebook group that you could join. Well, I did get it long armed. I chose doing like a double ribbon, double stipple in the spool and swirls in the background. It's going to be perfect for a door quilt for work. I'm, yes, I should tell you an update. You know, a while ago we had a lot of problems in our 100 year old work building. It's an old. Um, state hospital. It was a TB sanitarium at first. And the saga has been, um, the last couple of years, lots of things have broken. We had plumbing problems, electrical problems, and they've dumped a lot of money in trying to keep the building open. But there was a newspaper article that said the building was going to be shut down. And we thought maybe it was going to shut down by the end of this year, but that's not the case. It's going to be a few years The other people in the building are going to have a new office built. And when that is built, then the building will be shut down. And we have an antique boiler system in there that's not working real well. I mean, it's so hot in the winter. It feels like summer. And we have window air conditioning in this building, which I think is dirty. Some of the walls got opened up with the water damage. So, yeah, I'm working from home is going to continue for a while because, you know, the office is kind of falling apart and it's kind of gross up there. I just feel chugged up with all of the dirt and dust and air blowing around. It's just, it's old and it's coming to the end of its usable life. So I've been making quilts to go on that door which is really big. It's a really big hospital door from old buildings so it's wide and quite tall and you know about two and two and a half feet wide to three feet long is about the size of the wall hangings that will fit on that door. Um, I think that's a little big for doors at home but I'll have to figure out a place to hang these at home or at my new office if they ever get a <laughs> new building or a new place for us in the future if they do it before I retire which, you know, I'm thinking is 4 to 5 years I'm hoping for. I'd love it to be tomorrow, but you know, we must we must meet our obligations and goals and be responsible is so tempting to be irresponsible though. So that's been what I have been working on in the long arming department and sewing wise I have not been sewing a lot but what I am doing is keeping up with the So Scrappy Spools Quilt Along and I got this pattern Oh, because they were doing the so scrappy spools as a quilt along. So I purchased the pattern in January, and this is going to take a year. Each month there are targets to hit on getting certain blocks done. So this month it was, um, it was kind of a churn dash type of thing. Four of those, and then um, a postage stamp, which I'm not liking. I have four of those. It is. 25 one and a half inch squares sewn together in a five and a half inch postage stamp block okay i had to really sit down with myself and have a pep talk about accuracy because to sew something like that is going to take a lot of accuracy and i learned a lot of accuracy things while making socialites too because I felt like I had to relearn how to quilt all over again while having long COVID. My brain was just not bringing together all of the skills very well and watching Kimberly do that particular weekly series really taught me some bad habits that I had gotten into as well as some things I never learned and if you want to hear more about that I did a YouTube video before I recorded this podcast that's going to be posted this week about my takeaways on how to be a more accurate pacer. And I'm still working on cutting by using the ruler, not the mat. I know I've done it wrong for so many years. And now I think it's time to learn how to do it right. So, That has been what I have been sewing, is the sew scrappy spools. So I passed the one year anniversary of having long COVID. And I have to say, I'm feeling a lot better. I am not where I was before having COVID. And the doctors tell me in the next six months, I may still notice improvements. I don't expect to be back 100% 100% to where I was, and it will always have some long COVID symptoms, like brain fog, occasionally chronic fatigue things, breathing problems. Um, what's really getting my breathing issue fired up is dust. So that got me motivated this week, as I was home with this UTI, looking around my house going, you know, I'm here a lot more, and I'm making bigger messes in this house, and I've not been able To do deep, deep cleaning and decluttering since I've been ill. We did take a bunch of stuff to the road in the spring for our spring cleanup, the junk pickup that we do once a year. So, what I am doing is getting back on with Fly Lady in a more five to ten minute a day. I mean, seriously the deep cleaning parts going to be 5 to 10 minutes a day but consistently you know everything in 15 minute increments right um so so I watched Diane with in Denmark and she's one of my favorites because she's about my age and she's going through her house as her children have left the nest and how to keep decluttering and I've watched a couple of other Um, YouTubers and I, there's other podcasters out there that have a lot of fantastic advice, but I have to say, I just kind of do my own fly lady method, which to me has been the best method of keeping house. It's doing it in a zone every week. You pick one area to, to hyper-focus on. And then, you know, like a power hour on Saturday where I kind of go through and make sure everything like the bathroom and the kitchen and all that stuff is, cleaned and then I need to focus on decluttering. Like I said, you know, I want to retire in four years and we are not going to be able to stay in this house, I don't think. I need something that's a ranch and not a hundred-year-old two-story home. And there's a lot of junk in my closets. So my daughter called me this week and said, hey, do you still have my wedding dress in the one closet upstairs? And I'm like, I don't think so. She goes, I can't find it. I can't find it either. There's one more closet that's behind the long arm that I have to crawl underneath. And I'm not doing that yet because it's pretty dusty underneath there. I need to pull some things out, start decluttering what's underneath the long arm, wash the quilt that's under there. It was a bad idea to put it there. Now it's full of batting dust. And I need to pop open that closet a little bit to see... If all, there's three wedding gowns in boxes in this house, mine, my daughter's, and my sister's, and I think it's in the closet behind my long arm. There's lots of things that are missing that I have put away and squirreled it away in boxes in a box in these deep and weird closets in this house. And I need to go through them. I need to purge. I need to go through all the kids' toys that are left. See who wants what. Donate stuff. A bag at a time. A box at a time. I need to get rid of the old and unwanted. And then I really need to do is decide. Are there certain things that I want to donate? Is there certain things that are too, too far gone and need to be pitched? Do we need a dumpster next year? I'd like to do that. Or do I have items that I want to try to sell? I hate doing the sale, but there's certain things that, I don't know, maybe I can try selling them. We'll see. I'm just not at the point to like do a big massive, let's get it all done. Let's rumble. And I don't want to do that as I retire and have to go through all the emotional baggage of retirement and changing my life with all of the emotional baggage that I am finding is really the main thing that has held me back from doing the decluttering of sentimentals. It's hard. It's been 10 years since my youngest graduated from high school, had his high school reunion this summer, is pretty well established on his own and my daughter is pretty well established on her own. They both have taken a lot of things but there is coming a point that I need to just get it down to the things I use and not all of the things that are from my grandma, my in-laws, um, things my parents have given me that I've used and now I'm done with. There's just lots of things that I just need to go through and say, yes, no, sell, donate because no means throw it away. Um, so that's what my plan is. I got to start it now and I got to start it while I'm feeling well, because Based on getting long COVID, and that sidelined me for a year. This project I needed to start a year ago. I am emotionally ready. And also, you can only deal with doing it for little bits at a time. Because it is very, very mentally a strain to make that many decisions and be flooded with that many memories. Oh, I have kids projects from school elementary school tucked in drawers oh gosh it's gonna be get a box of Kleenex and and try to figure out what you want to do with it maybe I'll laminate it all, (laughs) laminate it and give it back to my kids that would be funny but the other part is it's dusty and nasty in some of these closets I haven't cleaned like properly dusted and vacuumed in some of these and Oh, I mean, I've done a lick and a promise, but I mean, a decade, you know, it's been decades since they've been properly mopped and purged and, oh yeah, there's things that I have to go. So that has been a big motivator for me to get some zip going here because not only do I need the mental space, but I need the physical space. And there are just things that I have had here for t- the 20 20- two years we've lived here and some things i've had for 30 years or more my husband and i our next wedding anniversary in february will be we're married in 86 so how's that um the math there well is i don't know i can't do head math right now 37 and 38 i don't know in that ballpark and it won't be all that long and so it'll be 38 because our 40th is coming up, and I want to have some plans for maybe a little a couple things newer, a couple things that we'll be ready to get rid of. And new furniture, maybe new window treatments. I mean, something to get this place a little uh, fresher. How's that? So, what did I do today to start that? Well, as I was sitting there going, man, this house is so dusty, I can't stand it. I decided the thing that I wanted to do last year that I did not do because I was sick was pull out all the furniture in the living room and vacuum underneath it. And that took me a good part of the morning to pace myself to do it. And I decluttered as I went. And I also removed one larger end table and moved the smaller one it's an old sewing cabinet it's small and has drawers that i can keep all my hand sewing stuff right there and not have it out in the open and the round old round table is going to go on the front porch because the front porch has one picture window left it used to have two but it has one and that's right behind my couch and i thought wouldn't it be pretty to put that round 1950-ish table it's not worth much money. It's really beat up, you know, but I like the table. It was my great grandma's and put a vintage lamp that was from one of my other grandmothers behind my couch, in the porch, behind the window. It'll be a pretty thing to look at. I need to refresh my window treatments. So that will be my next thing As I realized the step stool I have, because I was going to take curtains down and wash today, is broken and not safe to stand on. So I'll need help with that project. And then I went yesterday into the dining room and I decluttered a whole bunch of stuff off the dining room table, cleaned it off, dusted it, pulled the chairs out, vacuumed around it, put some things away that have been plopped in a corner for months. And then I also straightened up a little, I have a bin underneath the bookcase, there's a with head quilting things when my sewing machine was on the dining room table. But remember, after the great sewing sewing room declutter with Just Get It Done quilts, I did that in January. I moved that into my craft room. So having the breathing room and the space has inspired me to keep going. And certain things are just not in the right home. They're parked somewhere by convenience and not where it makes sense for it to be. For example, I'll give you one thing. My husband was given an exercise ball and we already have one, but it's old and getting ready to pop. So the new exercise ball is plopped in the dining room. Yeah. Why isn't it in the garage where the gym is? Um, Because nobody has taken it out there. And I'm going to do that this week. I found the exercise ball um, under a couple of other things in a box and a bag, brand new, and it's going to get moved out there. Along with a couple of other things that it were are set right there, like a couple of awards and plaques my husband got for Highland Games that need to go in the garage gym and put on display because that's what what our plan is for that those items. They just haven't gotten taken out there. So it's a two-minute project to pick it up and walk out of the house and into the garage. (laughs) But I haven't had the energy to do it until now. So I watched Diane in Denmark's most recent video. And her challenge is to declutter one thing every day into 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And she goes, if you do that and you set yourself up to do one thing, Well, the next thing you know, in 15 minutes, you may have done a whole space. Like my dining room table, that was a 15-minute project. And I'm just going to relearn the Fly Lady system, reset it up for myself, reset up this um, purging and decluttering, which I did as a happiness project about 10 years ago now. And I need to do it again because I fell into the trap of thinking I did it once. I don't need to do it again. Well, guess what? You accumulate things that you don't use in a decade I looked in my kitchen cabinet and that will be something. I've got way more pots and pans than I need. And some are really old and worn out and don't even need to be donated. They should be thrown away. But I also have lots of things that I don't use anymore. Or I salvaged from my mother-in-law or father-in-law's items when they passed. I thought I might use them and I'm not like a canning cooking pot with the lid you know the black speckled one it's really great brand new never been used I'm not going to use it it should be donated because somebody might use it and the Salvation Army was right down the road from me probably four or five blocks they can make a few dollars for their charity so that is my big energy push into doing some productive things. And with all that being said, it's easier for me to kind of follow along with some people's systems, right? That's where Diane in Denmark, I really like how she approaches the fly lady system. And it's easier to keep on top of it than it is to be catching up. I can attest to that. But um, the other thing is, that's why I like sew alongs. It's all thought out. It's already planned out. The patterns are done. You can follow the inspiration. And maybe if you're lucky, somebody like the Fat Quarter Shop or Lori Holt is doing tutorials to help you remember how to do these things or teach you how to do the pattern and be successful. So the other thing I found in the dining room in a box that I'm putting all together is my fall decorations. It is way too early to be putting fall decorations out. But after Labor Day, I'm putting all my pumpkins and orange stuff out. I am getting ready for the fall and Halloween stuff will probably start coming out. And I think I'm going to start a either apple quilt out of the happiness is scrappiness book Or a pumpkin one. So that's everything I wanted to touch base on this week. And I just want to encourage you in your endeavors to take 10-15 minutes a day. And spend it doing some creative things. It'll make you feel so much better. And I'm going to declutter as I go along. And I'm going to take... 10 or 15 minutes, and I'm going to do some self-care, like exercise. And 10 or 15 minutes to declutter one tiny little area, clean it up from top to bottom, and then move on to the next thing. So you have a most wonderful week. I hope you have time to really, really find those glimmers, they're calling them, or moments of joy. Mine today was the sun was out for a minute. I sat down after vacuuming the entire living room, had my glass of water on a end table that's different, not new, but in a different place, and the sun was shining through and making it sparkle the glass sparkle the water sparkle and i was just satisfied with a job well done so don't forget to check out the youtube regarding my takeaways on things i need to do to quote more accurately and my instagram account is Vicki l holloway and we have a Facebook group, My Creative Corner 3-2, if you want to continue the conversation um, about the podcast and what we're making. And please don't forget to share this podcast with other people. Leave a comment, if you want, at mycreativecorner.com, where the show notes are. And I want to thank a special thanks for all of those who have Bought me a virtual cup of coffee. That's Diane and Barb and Marsha. And I also want to thank Barb, especially for the Happy Mail. I was shocked a couple weeks ago and got a lovely box of Happy Mail from her, including a handmade gift and um, things that she knew I liked and I just want to give her a special, special thank you. It came in a week where I was having one of those weeks, and it was a very happy moment. So it was wonderful. So thank you, Barb. Thank you so much for all you've done for me. Anyway, everyone, take care and quilt on, everyone.